You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Happy New Year, everyone. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, I'm Ian Jessup. Corey Yelland is away today. 2017 is a crucial year for Cannabis Health Radio. In fact, it's a do-or-die year. The listenership has been increasing every week, and people all over the world listen to the stories of others who have successfully used cannabis to treat a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. These stories are truly inspirational. We know from our listeners that they want to hear more, and we want to do more, but we can't do it without your help. Corey and I have been doing this without payment. In fact, it's costing us money to do these daily podcasts in our time, equipment, website costs, etc. We desperately want to continue this work, but we need your support. Here's our urgent appeal to you, the listener. If sufficient numbers of you can make a small donation either a one-time donation or a monthly donation, which can be as little as $3 a month or $0.10 a day, then we will continue doing this. Is our podcast worth $0.10 a day? Should sufficient funding not be there in the next few months, then we'll have to shut down Cannabis Health Radio. So our urgent appeal is this. Please help us sustain Cannabis Health Radio by making a small financial contribution. Go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and you'll find different ways to help us out. And thank you in advance for your contribution. Okay, let's get to our interview. Today we're talking to a man who was essentially paralyzed from the neck down, having been afflicted with multiple sclerosis. Today he plays in a rock band. MS, as it's referred to, is an autoimmune disease that afflicts the central nervous system. Researchers believe that MS causes the body's immune system to attack myelin, an insulating coating around nerve cells. Multiple sclerosis is the most widespread disabling neurological condition of young adults around the world. You can develop MS at any age, but most people are diagnosed between the ages of 20 and 40, and the ratio of women with MS compared to men is 2 to 1. It's estimated that around the world, there are two and a half million cases of MS, and rates of MS are higher the farther you away you are from the equator, above the 37th parallel. Let's take a look at North America, for example. Think of San Francisco in the west and Richmond, Virginia in the east. Anything above that is above the 37th parallel. The incidence of MS is also higher in colder climates, People of northern European descent have the highest risk of developing MS, no matter where they live. The lowest risk appears to be among Native North Americans, Africans, and Asians. And Canada has the highest rate of MS in the world. Researchers still aren't certain what causes MS. One leading hypothesis is that it's a genetic predisposition combined with an environmental or viral factor. And people with other autoimmune diseases 
especially type 1 diabetes, thyroid disease, or inflammatory bowel disease, are at a slightly increased risk of developing MS. And now our guest, Stephen Lozon, lives in Ontario, Canada, and he joins us to talk about his story. Stephen, tell me your story about how you were suffering from MS and take us through the process of you having MS and uh, the state you're in today. Okay, so started in 1994. I lost all sensation from the neck down. I was paralyzed. I couldn't hold a fork to feed myself. I couldn't walk. Started initially as I had an accident that I was hit in the legs. Then I lost feeling. Went for an MRI, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I was signed up then in 90, would have been late 94, early 95 as a Section 56 member. What does that mean? I was a... I was a licensed, I could license to possess and to grow my own cannabis for my medicine. Okay, your doctor agreed with you taking that, did he? Uh, Yes. Okay. My doctor signed, I had a doctor that knew right away that I gained relief. The doctor actually saw it because I had a doctor's visit. And he saw the difference in me once I started using it, right? Mm -hmm. And they signed, they had no problem at that time. They signed for me, didn't even bat an eye. My father, just so you know some of my background, my father also had multiple sclerosis. He passed away at the age of 45 from complications of it. So now I've been a Section 56 member since 94, so I've been using cannabis since then. I'm now 53. I turned 54 in February. I have no physical limitations. I live a normal life other than pain. I, I, I have pain, which my ingestion of cannabis, that's what it helps me deal with. Okay, Stephen, you were paralyzed. You had no sensation from the neck down. Do I have that correct? Correct. And uh, were you on any medications at the time? At the time, the doctors, they started me on what would have been a, a steroid to try and slow things down. And then they started a regime with me of, of medications. I've been in the last 25 years up until, so I've been completely medication free for three years, almost three years. Up until that point, so over the 22 years before that, I was, I've done basically every opiate in the opiate family suggested by the by the doctors to help deal with pain none of it worked none of it worked for me i've been uh uh, i've done meth the methadone morphine oxycontin 
I've been through that whole family. I gained more pain relief once I stopped all that and started ingesting more. How did you start uh, on on the cannabis? T- take us through that story. How did I start? I'm sorry. Yeah, who who encouraged you to take cannabis? I used to walk with a very severe gait. I could I could walk over a basketball and not touch it. My feet had to be that far apart to gain balance. A friend of mine one day said you should try this. I tried some cannabis with him and within three minutes I walked like a normal person. My gait closed right up, my feet became normal, I walked with stability. I've I've been I've dealt with cannabis ever since that point. Do you only smoke it? No. No, I I smoke it, I vaporize, I ingest can in a cannabis ex- cannabis and coconut oil extraction. All that daily. Take me back to the time when you, just after you suffered your accident and you lost all sensation from the neck down. And this may sound like a very odd question, but what was it like for you psychologically, knowing that you had your mental faculties, but your physical faculties were not functioning? That is hard to explain, but because my father was hospital bedridden for the last 10 years of his life I already had a pre-look of what could happen and I think that's part of what made me struggle so hard to get past that because I was in the same position he was on my on my first attack I was in the same position he was I had literally no function of my body and you, he was for the last ten years of his life, you probably thought in the back of your mind that you would end up like your father and die an early death. I started to celebrate after forty-five because every year past forty-five, I was alive and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, remarkable. And I live a normal life. I can I walk, deal with everyday things normally. You probably. Most people that look at me wouldn't even know I have multiple sclerosis, and I attribute that all to cannabis. Now, when you first took the when you first took the cannabis, and this fellow said you got to try this, and within three minutes you experienced some relief. Yes. Did you think that the relief would be to such an extent that you could lead a normal life? Because right now, it, I mean, I can see you on the screen here as we're doing this interview on Skype. Yeah. You don't yeah. appear as though you have any ailments at all. No. that's the. I have a lot of friends that have multiple sclerosis, and they're not in any way in any shape that I'm in. Yeah, And they all took the path of the doctors and the trials and the medications. When I... I used to see the multiple sclerosis people um, when I was first diagnosed. And then when I started to use the cannabis, they basically washed their hands of me because they saw that 
I wasn't anything like what they were dealing with. Do some people even suggest that uh, uh, they say, Stephen, you probably didn't even have MS. You had something else, and it just it somehow dissipated, and now you're normal. I, I even thought that myself at some point, but I've had MRIs through the course of the 25 years it's been, mm-hmm. and it's all proven that there's no question I have multiple sclerosis. I have multiple lesions on my brain and several lesions on my spine. What would happen, Stephen, if you stopped taking cannabis? I tried that for a while. I, I I wanted to see if the difference was because of the pills that they had me on or because of the cannabis. So after I stopped the pills, I tried for a couple of days to stop cannabis. And the pain that it helps me deal with is incredible. Mm-hmm. I would, I would literally, I do believe I would literally be become not paralyzed, but I would become disabled in some way without it. How long did you have all of the sensation from the neck down? Was that a couple of years? I gained sensation, probably fifty percent of sensation back within a couple of years mm-hmm. to this day I still don't have full sensation but it's certain, I, don't have, I don't really have feeling in my hands or my legs you don't but no. you, you play in a band though don't you yeah yep. I'm a guitar player you're a guitar player yes so when you play guitar do you have feeling in your hands no you don't like to to say feeling like to to take a pin it used to be when I went to the MS Society and they did reflex tests on me. They take a pin and poke you with it, and they ask, "Okay, when do you feel it?" I really only have a band around my lower rib cage that I have sensation in. Other than that, I don't really have sensation. When I play guitar, I rely mostly on habit and, and sight. Your idea of sensation is different than my idea of sensation because of because of your illness. Yes, I don't I don't I don't feel heat like you feel and I don't feel cold like you feel. To grab a hot pot, I would burn myself because I don't feel what you feel. And when you go out in the cold, do you feel that? I'm sorry? When you go out in the cold cold weather, do you feel that? My body does. My hands and feet don't. Wow. I have a. I have a. I'm short part of a finger, and that finger is the only one that gets cold. The rest of them don't. Isn't that interesting? You you you've uh, cut off, or the, the top of your finger was cut off, but you have yep. sensation in that, but not in your other fingers, which are whole. Yes. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very odd, isn't it? Like the nerves must be more exposed in that finger than the rest. Yeah. To have any sensation in it. Would you have discussions with uh, people in the MS community about what you're doing and uh, encourage them to to follow a similar path to you in in taking cannabis? 
Oh, definitely. I'd recommend it to anyone that has MS. It's certainly a lot better than taking the drugs that you were on. Well, I have a life now. Yeah. I actually have a... It's Everything's not great to me. Those doctors who prescribe the, uh, the opioids to you, what uh, response do they have to your situation? The doctor that put me through, he had a list. It was a chart on the wall. I remember every time I'd go in and for the visit, and he had a list of all the opiate family on a chart on the wall. And he'd walk me through the chart of everything I'd been taking so far. That doctor quit being a doctor to become the dean of a college. So what would he think of it? He didn't care. He's the guy that was putting me through the whole list before he would entertain signing for me. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What's life like for you uh, now, Stephen? I'm very fortunate. I have a really good group of friends. I have a very active life. And I would recommend the way I do things to anyone with multiple sclerosis. You, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain from my point of view. Stephen, I'm interested in, in your comment earlier in which you said when you first tried uh, cannabis, you had, you had a, a gate which required you to lift your foot up at a considerable height, I imagine. Is that correct? Yes, so, and, and distance apart to gain to keep balance. Right. So in, when you took the cannabis, that sort of dissipated and you felt as though you had a normal gait. When I'm looking at the screen on Skype here during our interview, when I saw you walking around to move the chair, it didn't appear as though you had any issues at all. No. And that was that that first three minutes. That's why I've been on this journey this long. Yeah. I went from literally walking without touching. I could walk over a basketball without touching it. My feet were that far apart. And within three minutes, I walked the way you saw me walk in. Yeah. yeah it's, re- it's really remarkable to know that at one point, you were essentially paralyzed from the neck down. Yes. But now, you appear normal, and people would be astounded. The medical community would be shocked to see you today, given the fact... You would think, absolutely. Think. Uh, I mean, it's it's quite remarkable. I don't know. I mean, I've talked to other people on this program who have had MS, and they say similar things to you that, that you do. That they tried the drugs. The drugs didn't work. Sometimes they were just awful and made them sick. But soon as they tried cannabis, they felt a relief. Yes. There was a fellow uh, we talked to in. Um, in uh, in Europe, and uh, he lived in the U.S. during uh, some of his teenage years, and he was telling me that he got felt this numbness. He had MS and felt this numbness in his feet, and uh, that was a situation which bothered him. And it wasn't until he started taking cannabis oil that that started to dissipate. 
It's quite a remarkable story you have, Stephen. How long were you uh, paralyzed from the neck down? Almost a year to walk, like to be able to walk with the ability to walk as half of a city block. Mm-hmm. But, and it took me about probably about that same time to have the ability to have the use of my hands properly. But you got to understand that I I went from being that paralyzed to going back to work because of cannabis. I've been an auto mechanic. I just retired from being an auto mechanic for 20, I was another 25 years. Do you remember after you started taking cannabis, the first time you were able to feed yourself again? When I became myself again, I don't remember it because I was on all the opiate stuff. They were clouding your judgment. But what I'm saying is that someone had to feed you, correct? When, yeah. When you were paralyzed. Okay. Yeah. The first time someone did not have to feed you after you started taking cannabis. Do you remember that moment? I'm still going to have to say no. There's a 20-year yeah. gray area that I yeah. do not have. I... I I was just at my son's three two days ago, and I said to his wife, I said, you know, because we talk about this all the time, and I said, I apologize to them because my son's 30 years old, and I don't remember 20 years of his life. So he was about 10 when you, uh, when you went into the gray area. Yes, that's when that's when all the basically when the doctor started with the opiate area, the 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 methadones and that the the oxycontin type stuff, right? Stephen, do you have a fear that maybe your son might contract multiple sclerosis? They're not biologically my sons. I have no fear of that. I didn't okay. have it for that reason. Oh, okay. There was no way I was going to pass on what what my father had. And I got, right? It's interesting that uh, it's too bad your father didn't uh, know about cannabis. I've had that conversation with my wife many times. Yeah. Um, if anything, I could have, if anything, at least made him be able to go outside in the sun. It's remarkable to uh, to see you, and knowing that uh, you have full movement now, although... Uh, you know the, the sensation really isn't 100% but it is remarkable to see you because uh, most people that we see who have MS their symptoms just keep getting worse and worse and worse and uh, they end up in, in wheelchairs and even yes. bedridden but uh, yes. you're a, certainly a testament to the fact that cannabis can not only relieve the pain but can uh, essentially normalize uh, your way of life. Yeah. Make you a human being again. Yeah. That's what it's all about for me. I I was licensed for five grams 25 years ago. I haven't, that, that hasn't been upped, but I can promise you that I use more than five grams a day to be in the shape that I'm in. More than five grams a day. Yeah. Oh, yes. Someone will probably ask, uh, send us an email saying, what strains do you take? Does it vary? 
I try to be very strain specific to things that work for me. When I got the license 25 years ago to grow for myself, a friend of mine gave me a plant called Sweet Tooth. I kept the same mother plant of that plant for 25 years and only lost it because I had to move and I didn't have access to keep it. So that was called Sweet Tooth? Yes, and that was the only thing that I used for 20 years, 25 years of it. Is it easily accessible where you are? Yes. Yeah. Well, Stephen, uh, do you have anything to say in conclusion? In conclusion, I'd just like to say to anybody that will entertain cannabis as as a medicine, it can only improve your life. It did mine. Yeah, nobody could argue with that just looking at you. Yes. Now you're a rocker. And instead of being in a rocker, you're a rocker in a rock band. Yes. Yeah, it's great. And and loving it. And loving it, absolutely. Life is good again for you. We we do fundraisers for people that need it. Oh, do you? Yes. Yeah, great. Stephen, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for this. Pleasure to talk to you, too. And just a reminder to listeners, if you want to support Cannabis Health Radio, we have an urgent appeal to you as a listener. And if you can make a small donation, either a one-time donation or a monthly donation, then we will continue doing these podcasts. And should sufficient funding not be there in the next few months, then we will have to shut down Cannabis Health Radio. So our urgent appeal is to help us help Cannabis Health Radio. Go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And you'll find different ways to help us out. Thank you in advance for your contribution. We'll be back again tomorrow. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.